0: This episode of Blue Church Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. That's right. Go to patreon.com slash Breakaway today to get access to our BSBOTs, Discord, and more. Thanks for supporting the show for the price of a beer or coffee or whichever. If you like the show for holidays, you want to support us as a Christmas gift or a holiday gift for Greg? Hanukkah gift? One of the seven nights? Light a candle? Leave a Christmas present under the tree? Send us coffee? Whatever you want to do. Uh today we have our friend Jeff Polinski We recorded the first half of the show is before the Devil's Game, the second half is after the Devil's Game. So see how we change our tune, or if not. And uh yeah, nothing else to promote really. Let's get to the show, shall we?
1: Hi everybody, it's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirt's Breakaway, the number one rangers podcast. <laughs>
0: Hey, Busher Breaka fans, welcome to another week of the Busher Breakaway. I am your host, and I'm here with, I'm Ryan Mead also, by the way, and I'm here with Greg Kaplan. Greg Kaplan, say hello.
1: Uh, struggling today, huh? Jesus. It's really,
0: I mean, like the Rangers, I'm just playing half my periods. That's it. Is that is that being nice to the Rangers? I mean, it's probably been, what do you think, two good periods in the last nine? Pretty lackluster in some ways. That, I know we've won three many? games in a row, but I'm still being a shithead.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's funny because we're back to where we were last year where uh, um, the Rangers are playing like shit but getting the win because Igor Shostakhin not playing like shit. So it's, it, it, on one hand, it's nice to be comfortable and familiar with what we know. On the other hand, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say the Rangers have figured shit out in the last three games. That makes me overly optimistic or hopeful for what's to come.
0: I'm not. Um, hmm, how do I put this? Patrick Kane's probably not fixing this team. <laughs> uh, no, he's quite
1: he's quite bad himself. You know, he'd fit he'd fit right
0: in. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, this team has a lot of interesting decisions to make in the future. Decisions to make now. They've just sent Ben Harper down, uh, just in a money move. To they're now at 21 people on the roster. Well, to no, let he's, everybody he's know. He's already
1: he's already back. By the way. Yeah.
0: There you go. To let everybody know, uh, we are recording. Before the Devils game, the first half of the podcast, the second half of the podcast will be post-Devils, whatever happens, win-lose, draw, Jack Hughes, poops on my lawn, whatever. Uh, That'll be with our friend Jeff. So, while we're here talking about this, we have the clearly beat the Vegas Golden Knights in a game that you and I covered live. uh, 1-1 going into the third. Just a slog of a game until the rangers went absolutely ballistic and bananas kako scores early then mika and every and all the kids lafreniere heat play their hearts out things go crazy great good game vegas golden knights had i think exactly two people that could skate that night mark stone uh, was really injured versus the rangers no eichel no petrangelo uh, a struggling team for sure then you play the avalanche over the weekend you you would think, hey, Avalanche, they're pretty good. Won the last Stanley Cup. Kal we'll get to him in a second, because I think the quotes were pretty funny. Still there, obviously, but no Nathan McKinnon. Uh really banged up team. Dryden Hunt did not score. And I have to tell you, the avs looked the game was fucking bonkers start to finish. Just absolutely speed. It, lo- it felt like a playoff game at some points, even though it shouldn't have. It was a banged up abs team that was playing with a tremendous amount of speed that the Rangers could not handle, and Igor Shosturkin did his, did his best to do that again. And then it goes to a shootout where Igor does beat Georgie and Georgie doesn't get to do his celebration this time. Uh, and then we get the post-game comments from Cal McCarr, which have been um, blown out of proportion because they were li- they were meaningless at least in my eyes, but I have to tell you I do want to print the t-shirts, Igor Shosturkin all about the show. <laughs> um yeah I don't know I they were meaningless Greg like I why why was there three days of discourse about Cal McCarr saying the Rangers goalie Igor Shesterkin is all about the show
1: I don't know. I, mean, I don't know it's the same reason why people were getting their panties in a bunch about whether the Rangers were or weren't going to claim Ely Tolvanen like it's we've entered this weird period where I don't it's this odd thing where people want to really stand up and defend their team when it's someone that they like but also want to take a shit on their team when it's something that they don't like the, the to me nothing nothing has said more about this ranger season than ranger fans being like oh you gotta claim tolvan and i'm like "Motherfucker, we got tolvan at home and we're not we have someone home and he sits on the bench every <laughs> game <laughs> get, it's like my can i get some ice cream we have ice cream at home yeah no it's shit it's and to be fair their points aren't wrong Everybody who made the point that Tolvanen is better than Sammy Blay, uh, allow me to be the first to say. The very first. Definitely no one else has said this. No fucking shit. Like, that's that's not the point. The point here is the Rangers have made it abundantly clear that it's not for lack of better options that they are playing Sammy Blay. They are playing Sammy Blay because they like him. That's why they're playing him. There ain't no other evil reason for it. If the if Chris Troy didn't like Sammy play, you know where Sammy play would be somewhere else. He'd be gone. He likes something about his game. He didn't. Yes. I, I, on some levels, the Pavel Buchnevich trade was 100% a, a, a salary dump in the eyes of the New York Rangers, but they did acquire a player that they liked. So it, it's, I don't know. I, I, I just, I had, I laughed really hard and then found myself Getting frustrated with everyone that was like, Oh, you gotta claim Tolvan. You gotta claim Tolvan. Gotta get well, Tolvan. Uh, K-
0: Kraftsoff can't see the lineup. Can't see <laughs> the lineup.
1: Not and not only that, but like even if he does see the lineup, Barclay Goodrow is not playing second line because they're sending a message to Kraftsoff Again, that's something that Galant likes and thinks works. So it's I don't know, it, it, you're you're arguing I don't know what you're arguing at well, that point. It,
0: you also know that the Rangers are saving as much money as possible heading towards the trade deadline. But, and adding Tolvanen just totally discredits everything you're doing with playing a 22-man. Uh, again,
1: um, unless you have something backed up where you can move Sammy Blay at the same time. But again, Which would I, not have, Who's taking Sammy Blay? Could you believe that? The thing that I find most, most astound- astonishing, truly, is that Tolvanen made it all the way to 22nd in the waiver order. It and is very far. I just don't, I, 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 we say it all the time. Nothing about this league surprises. us, And yet everything about this league surprises. us. You are the Arizona Coyotes. You are going to be bad regardless of who is in your lineup. Why the fuck wouldn't you claim a 23 year old former first round pick? Who's putting up good underlying numbers and not seeing quite the result on the ice because he's of his minutes. Who are you playing that you care so much more about than Ely Tolvanen? And then like, you're going to pick up tolvannon and think he's going to hurt your tanking goals? Tolvannon ain't winning you an extra Maybe wins you an extra game. But you have so many empty calories in your lineup that simply putting tolvannon in the lineup isn't all of a sudden going to cure what ails you. But at least you then have a player on a contract for next year and his restricted free agent rights after that. You let him get all the way. 21 teams passed on him. Ryan, I know some of those teams have salary cap problems, but a lot of those teams flat out stink. Why did Montreal pass on him? Why did Arizona pass? On because there's it? Why probably. Why did Anaheim it? pass? Listen, on I'm
0: it? not a tol- I'm like the biggest Toll Bannon guy ever. I'm not like, he's like, I can't miss. He's on waivers for a reason. There, There's probably chatter. You know, all the GMs are in a group. I next. don't
1: think he was on waivers for a reason. I'm going to stop you short there.
0: You I, don't think so? The, no. I, I think Nashville was like, we just don't think he's good enough. And then that sure, because- I,
1: I think I think they think that, but the problem is he might be. He good might be enough.
0: for sure, but if, but those guys are also in the GM group chat and they got the text like, yo, we're dropping this guy. We don't think he's good enough. And then Jeff Gordon in Montreal was like, hey, they dropped him. They probably don't think he's good enough. He's probably not good enough. It, that's probably as far as it goes. I know it's how stupid just, that sounds.
1: It's just such a wonderfully stupid league. This stuff does not happen in any other league. In baseball, if the Rays cut someone, everybody picks him up being like, well, the Rays at one time saw something in him, so maybe we can find something too.
0: Well, it's not always like it's not all first round picks. I mean, the underlying numbers are there. Yes. But as you know, from private stat conversations, maybe they don't match up. Who knows? Okay. Whatever. I'm I, not here to defend Tolvanen all night. But.
1: I think it's more likely that the league is stupid, but the Ranger fans that work themselves up in this tizzy, like, can we get Kravtsov in the lineup before we worry about getting a second Kravtsov, please? Yeah, we one, can't worry one about thing it. thing at a time he has got
0: to play. Guess You know who has good underlying numbers? off. I was looking at, uh, he does, they're really good. I was looking at Dom's new, uh, Dom, I'm sorry, Dom and Shayna's new projections on uh, on the Athletic. With who, the was, who was,
1: was that Anthony Potato as Lieber Hayek?
0: I think it was Ryan Carter. Carpenter. Carpenter, sorry. Are we sure? Former Ranger. Hmm um it wasn't potato see it's really funny because we have no idea <laughs> but for those who don't know libra hayek's picture was not him which was great because similar to opening night last year they announced libra hayek and showed somebody completely different mm-hmm. uh adam fox is worth like 17.9 million dollars that's awesome but then if you look at other players around the team they're like there are some clear value holes one of them being sammy blay off is a plus, Kako is a plus. Uh Hayek is minus 3 million or something. It's absolutely ridiculous. But uh, I mean those those cards don't they aren't the end all be all, but it just goes to show you where where the team kind of has its pitfalls at this point in time uh and where where the team is, is getting all its value in Mika Sabinajad, Adam Fox, and Igor Shesterkin. Not really a surprise there. Uh, but Sammy Blais somehow still makes his way through all this. Um, and and plays on power play too and I know he's kind of other than Jacob Truba this year the the whipping boy of this team where it's kind of been like hey who do we crap on it just doesn't make sense Uh, it's this team loves just holding on to assets that they traded for and liked at some point Lieber Hayek's on year three Sammy Blay I know had an ACL injury he's coming back he's on year two but uh, Lieber Hayek you know what's even crazier I'll say Lieber Hayek's been better than Sammy Blay by a significant margin (laughs) It's been useful this year. Like he's he's, he's yeah. done something. He's done something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Sammy plays just empty oxygen to me. Like it. What I don't is get he? it? What What is he? He's just a guy. Every now and then he hits hard, but oh, he
0: power play too. My Not life. That it matters. Will, my life
1: will go on, Celine Dion, without Sammy playing in my life. Like I, I'll be all right. I. Just, every, we see it in every sport where a team latches onto a player that they like that doesn't make any sense to anybody else. But it's more obvious in hockey. It feels like. Or at least more abundant in hockey. Um, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of a... I don't I don't. I don't know who... I mean, Darren Ruff keeps getting jobs, right? People seem to like him. Mets are spending $420 million on the roster, and I still got to deal
0: with that motherfucker possibly getting Yeah, you pass. can't... I think you're not allowed to complain. I'm a,
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I, I don't just, know. I, I want to get into this, but... The Dodgers, and I, I did want to state this stat to you, the Dodgers' salary right now is 190. You have doubled it. <laughs> we we'll just say that again. You've doubled the Los Angeles well, Dodgers.
1: What is it? The the bottom five teams in payroll. If you add their money combined, are still lower than the
0: Mets. This is correct. <laughs> this is correct. So I, listen, boy, enjoy love, it. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's, it's got to be really fun. December twelfth, twenty
1: twenty two. I can say I love my life right now. But uh, <laughs> c- come come to me on May twelfth, and we'll see how everybody's feeling. I don't know, Ryan. The 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 Kraftsov, the, the Gallant, the Goodrow, the Blay. All of it is just, this is what you get with 90% of NHL coaches. It's whether, you know, Pete Laviolette would probably do something fucking weird too that we'd like and hate and want to do differently. I don't know. It It's frustrating because we come on this show, we talk every week, and we say things like, this is an easy fix. And it is. And it, you know, some people who don't want to like us in the first place will see the Rangers have won three games in a row and be like, oh,
0: maybe you don't know everything. And I'm like, well, well i saying all, those three games could have been easier if they just we, did the right thing. We don't know anything anyway, but we thought those games were supposed to be wins in the first place. Like, you're supposed to beat a, a banged-up Avs and Vegas team. That's what you're supposed to do. You beat a horrific goalie that was playing for the St. Louis Blues. Absolutely horrific. Those are three wins. The New York Rangers, which were supposed to be Easter Conference Finals contenders, had to win. And they did. That's awesome. But this brings me to my next point. Last week's podcast was... Um, an hour and 40 minutes of discussing Gerard Galant in his hot seat. And I have to be honest, even even though the three wins happened and we said that's what he needed to do, I don't feel like it's much cooler than it was last week.
1: I think there's a difference. I think the seat is cooler, but I don't think my confidence in Galant has increased. That is th- correct. I think the perception of Gerard Galant coaching for his job is not as true or as evident as it was this time Monday last week. However... If you were to ask me, hey, Greg, do you feel confident that Gerard Gallant is the guy to lead the Rangers to the promised land? My answer is the exact same as it was last week, which is just no. He's not that guy. I I don't think he hasn't figured anything out in terms of making the Rangers a better product on the ice. It's as simple as Igor Shostakovich has figured something out as making the Rangers a better product on the ice. Igor is playing like last year. Igor, that's great. That's wonderful. That's going to help the Rangers win hockey games. But the five-on-five lineup construction is still really bad. The power play is still touch-and-go. The defensive pairings are still poorly utilized. Jacob Truba is still being asked to play through an injury you shouldn't be playing through. Like, all the little things where if you add up, they become kind of catastrophic, none of those have changed. The only difference is the guy in between the pipes is playing really well and he's not allowing pucks to go in. So it's, do I think Gerard Gallant's seat is as hot as it was last week? No. Is my confidence in Gerard Gallant significantly higher today than it was last week? No. If anything, my confidence is lower because he feels like he's getting more comfortable doing the wrong thing over and over again.
0: He is, and he's getting rewarded for it in ways that he doesn't really deserve that. And it was, the Rangers won a couple times. Krasov's no chance to see the lineup again, and and again, I make want to make it so clear. It's not like Krafsov is blown the doors off here. He hasn't, but it's not him versus Goodrow. It's him versus Sammy Blay, and creating ways to create offense where Sammy Blay. It's not like Sammy is defensively responsible, and I, I he does a lot of things that I think Krafsov can just frankly do. So if you're going to play your best players, one of them's on the bench, and he's getting rewarded somehow. Now the Devils game tonight, uh, which has already happened as you're listening to this, could be different where it's like, hey, the Devils are the first test for the Rangers in a long, long time. Win or lose. But I, I wouldn't consider the Blues a real test. Banged up Vegas, banged up Avs. Like, I understand that. And it wasn't real test. The real litmus test is versus the Devils. And we'll talk more about that later in the podcast.
1: Yeah, I, But even then, I don't know if, like... What's your expectation going into tonight? This will be fun because we're recording this before and we're recording. Yeah, we
0: get this. to hear you get to be like, Ryan, what an idiot. Yeah. Uh, like, my, what
1: What do you expect to happen tonight? What is the final score in your eyes?
0: My expectation is that the Rangers lose uh, and it goes into the third period tied where where it's like 2-2 two, two going to the third and then it ends up like 4-3. One's an empty netter.
1: I was going to say 4-2 final score devils.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. We're like, I have all the faith in the world that Igor is going to be fine. I have all the faith in the world that the Rangers will look competitive for periods, but if you, if the Rangers play like they played against Vegas, where they just took that second period off, the devils are too good. They're too deep. You are not going to be able to get away with taking 20 minutes off and just hoping the other 40 minutes. Did you are see Jack so used good. it a
0: seven minute shift. What's <laughs> but, wrong with that guy?
1: Well, <laughs> listen, Lind, Lindy Ruff still got a few screws loose, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. It's it's. We're yeah, this is the thing. Like if if we were having this conversation a week ago on Monday, I think we'd have in the same conversation where we'd expect the Rangers to be competitive through stretches. We'd expect Igor to be able to do a couple things, but we still expect the Rangers to lose. Like it, it feels weird to say this because yeah, the Rangers have won three in a row and they're back in the playoff picture. But I don't know. It's putting lipstick on a pig. Like it, it's it's still bad. Everything surrounding what we've seen from this Ranger team, I don't feel better about it. The fact that I don't feel better about it actually makes me feel worse about it because most teams, when things are going poorly, they'll try some things to fix it, whereas the Rangers, it's kind
0: of just like, eh, fuck it. We'll see what happens. Dude, I have to tell you, up until January 3rd, like we're going to know. Last year, tell me if you you think, I I know we're on the same page here. Last year, we knew who this team was by January 1st, right? We were like, hey, they're in the playoffs. The playoffs were kind of decided by January 1st. And we had a really good picture of what the team was. Not really great. at 5v5. Amazing on the power play. Igor Shesterkin wins the games. Finds ways to do it. Also, not really in danger of losing a playoff spot because the Metro was so just decided, so early with the Islanders collapse. The, the Devils just didn't have it just yet. And uh, and that was it. It was a four-team race, and it was no race at all. The East was decided. Cool. The next, like, I don't want to read a schedule here, but I would say seven of the next nine games are against legitimate opponents. You're playing the Devils, the Leafs, and then uh, you go Flyers, Blackhawks. Those two games, like, I get it. They're, they're still real games, but they're not real teams. But then, dude, it's Penguins, Islanders, Capitals, Lightning Panthers. Oh, my God, and Hurricanes. Like, by January 3rd, you're really going to know if this team is legitimate or not. Because if you can sustain yourself in that stretch, I, I, I think there's like three or four games in that stretch. Galant just loses his job? 'Cause by by January third, you're playing you're playing seven playoff teams in a row. And you're gonna know if, if the Rangers can squeak out four wins in that period, five wins in that period, shit, if they if they win six, you're like, okay, this team can handle it. We'd really know who this is. We really know what the team can handle, what they can do, and how they can move forward under Gerard Gallant, but there are a couple games there that would just be blowouts, and I I just think it's the You could really lose a playoff race in these next seven games, nine games.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's getting late early. You're, you're in the point metro of the metro Metro's a nightmare,
0: dude. I was looking at the the last 10 games earlier. Penguins have won eight of their last 10. Capitals won seven of their last 10. It's like, okay. Woo. It, I'm just nervous.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I The thing is, the Rangers have the talent where they could be better than the teams that we're talking about, the teams that are hot. They can do all these <laughs> things, but like that would require some self-reflection that I don't think the
0: Rangers are capable of currently. They are not. Uh, you want to do some five-star questions before we get to our friend Jeff and review the Devils game? Do I? Wow. This is from... Uh, if you want to leave five-star questions, you go to our Patreon, go to the Discord channel, five-star questions, and leave them, and we'll read them on the show. Um, this is from Blue Gooner. Does it seem like this this team is mentally and emotionally spiraling? Feels like the soul has been sucked out to become... Uh, the point of becoming unwatchable. This is before the three wins in a row. I want to point that out. Um... Is it time to start blaming the chef? We did kind of did this and talked about this last week, right? Like where it's like, we did blame Gerard Glant. They pulled out the three wins against broken teams. And like, that's kind of it. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Woody Sweats. Is there any chance we get Ryan Reeves on MSG once he retires? Or does he go straight to TNT or ESPN? Straight to TNT. Like yep. the day of. Yep. Yeah. Like they, they have the check written. They just need him to sign it. Yep. Uh, for Matty Jack. If the Rangers don't win during the wind during this window, does the pod continue? <laughs> it looks like you will hit your 500 episode the same year as your ten your year mark. Do you think you guys make it? I, I don't know. The- have the,
1: have, how much money has the Mets have? The Mets spent enough money where they've won a World Series. That's
0: where I. You said it for me. If the Mets <laughs> win. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's yeah, no more guys, podcast, guys. The, the clock, the clock ticking on this
1: podcast is not the New York Rangers. We've, it is Steve Cohen. We've said that if the Rangers win a title, we'll probably do a victory lap year, and then I don't know. What happens after that victory lap year? All of this gets preempted by whether the Mets win a title or not.
0: Because Greg will be dead. Right. This isn't (laughs) isn't me saying I don't want
1: a podcast anymore because the Mets won a title. It's I don't make it to the parade. I'm
0: out. It's over. And I get that. And I don't blame you at all. Uh, this is from Kaco's beard. Okay, I'll stop trolling. Is there any chance that we're all reading too much into the Glant being on the hot seat? would it make more sense if he if he was a career if he had any career danger, he'd be doing more. Someone tweeted something to the extent of Gerard Glant, even though being on the hot seat still plays Jimmy VC in the top sick. What a sicko. Uh, top six, I said sick, I think. Uh I this is just who he is. He's been fired for being. Stubborn at the past two jobs. He the, the seat is hot. Reported by Emily Kaplan, reported by others. Trust me, we heard things as well. The seat is hot. It's it's still hot. The, the he has to do a lot to turn this team around. The team has to look exceedingly good in that nine-game stretch I just mentioned earlier, which is a very serious stretch.
1: And then again, it's it's something we've mentioned before. It's self-reflection. It would Gerard Gallant is coaching for his job. The things that should concern you is Gerard Gallant thinks him coaching for his job involves more ice time for Jimmy Vc and Barclay Goodrow. Like, that is how, when his ass is in the jackpot, he responds. That's where Gerard Gallant is. That's more concerning than him feeling like his job is safe and trying some things. Like, it's... I think Gerard Gallant, on a nightly basis, is making out his lineup card to give the New York Rangers, in his eyes, the best chance to win. The problem is it's wrong. Like, that's that's the problem. We're not reading too much into it. You're assuming that Gerard Gallant, you being the, 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 the hypothetical you, you assume that Gerard Gallant feels like his job's in danger and he would act differently than he's currently acting right now. And that's just, we have no evidence to suggest that Gerard Gallant has ever done something that isn't exactly what he thinks he needs to do to win. You should be concerned that top six VC and Goodrow are the things Gallant feels this team needs in order to be successful.
0: That should be concerning. And it is. It's very. Uh, Next question. This is from our friend Paneranoid Android. I'm not going to read out the whole thing. It's kind of a paragraph, but... Uh, it's pretty much talking about the future of Ryan Lindgren's supposed injury slash proneness and him not aging, but we talk about Jacob Chickren a lot on the show. In his career, Chickren has only played 344 out of the possible 470 games and has major issues every single year with his injury, rookie year shoulder, shoulder surgery, uh, torn meniscus in his left knee, ACL, etc. The contract is nice and there's serious risk of trading assets to acquire him and ending up in the same spot depth-wise due his lack due to his lack of durability. I agree, but I think it's about keeping both for these next two years. I don't think you'd be able to re-sign Chikrin again even after that. It's it's about having the depth during this window. Or, or are we on the same or not on the same page?
1: Uh I don't think you can acquire uh one without somehow sacrificing the other. You do have to make room somewhere. For me, it's less about um it's it's more about avoiding getting in the bed with the devil I know instead of getting in a bed with The devil, I don't. It's, I don't know how better to explain it than that. Like, I'm not a thousand percent sure that Jacob Chickren will be able to stay healthy, but I feel more sure that Ryan Lindgren won't be able to stay healthy, if that makes sense. So it's like, I'm making a better bet in terms of talent, and I think I'm making a safer bet in terms of health, but it's, I think the point here is, it's not a sure thing. I don't feel great about it being a sure thing. I just, I know that I don't want to be on the hook for Ryan Lindgren's next contract. And I'd rather try to find that answer now as opposed to wait until there's no other path to go. So I'm I'm, I'm not willing to say that Chickren is going to be a thousand percent healthy. I just, I know where I sit right now. It's just not going to be Ryan Lindgren.
0: Uh, all right, next question. This is from Brian. Have you guys noticed that Vince has gotten much spicier in his tweets slash articles to draw Glant? Absolutely, I've noticed. <laughs> Please, this is my job. Reading Vince's Vince's tweets are like one of my favorite things, and I think uh, I think I think it's a contentious slash they respect each other in some ways. Like Glant knows what he has to do, and Vince knows that when Glant answers Coach's decision, and Vince goes, "Yeah, and that's just what Vince has to do." That guy, he's doing his job. Everybody's doing their job. Not a weird thing.
1: Yeah, and I, I, you know, some of it I think is, um, Gerard Galane is very guarded with what he says sometimes. And imagine you, you, our job is to talk about this team, obviously, but we don't have to look these guys square in the face. So we can talk freely and we don't have to live on every word of um, what someone says but the Rangers are a tight lip organization and the coach doesn't say anything either. And it's Vince's job to try to get new stories out of this team on a daily basis. And he's not being fed information, buddy. That shit gets frustrating. Like that, that'd get frustrating for anybody in any line of work, whether you were a reporter or just simply like imagine going to Chipotle every day and you're being asked to make burritos, but nobody's telling you the fucking ingredients at some point. Yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd make really good burritos cause you'd figure it out as you go. But you won't know if it's like the right thing, and that would just piss me the fuck off. And just like I, at some point, I would just be like, no, fuck this shit. I don't tell me, tell me what you want in a fucking burrito, and I'll make that <laughs> fucking burrito. And I think Vince is quickly getting to the point where he's like, no, fuck this shit, I'm out of here.
0: I think uh, you've used fucking shit like <laughs> 19 times to describe it there, but it all made sense. Yeah, well, uh, you know what? That's Greg Kaplan English, baby. That that's uh, that's Busher's Breakaway. You know what you're here for, Grandpa Red. Uh, this is Chris from Norway. In previous years, we've seen the Rangers have showcased players. This is the one you talked about on OT for potential trade. Yeah. Can this be the case? For Goodrow on the second line to get somebody to, to take his contract, or is is George Grant just having a crush on him? It is he, no, the it's, it's not Also, He's I not don't. Showcasing.
1: We have never talked about. We've talked about how players don't get showcased. Like I don't. I know talked where, about
0: showcasing. I, I was a showcase guy. Correct,
1: and you're in, you're, you're incorrect. Like I, I don't, I don't I know was, what else. To I was. I
0: was like they're showcasing Ryan Strom, and then they let him play out and didn't trade him. So I was wrong. Yeah, buddy, you've been
1: wrong the entire step of the way. No coach, unless the team is god awful, completely out of the race. Like, if you're Arizona, maybe you're showcasing. The New York Rangers, David Quinn was never showcasing. He was trying to win hockey games. Gerard Gallant, for sure, is trying to win hockey games. There is no showcasing for a team that has to win. Like, the Rangers have to get W's. They they cannot afford to sacrifice a game to give a player that they don't want on the team extra ice time. That ain't how it's going to work. I, showcasing is a myth. I don't know how to be more clear about that. It, the last two years, if you think the Rangers, at any point in time, have showcased any single thing,
0: when you're competing, here. When you're competing, it is there's no showcasing. I think the Rangers, when they were rebuilding, did showcase some players. Just my personal opinion, Ryan Strome did not matter. I understand. Uh-huh. He played out. I, I'm a name, Ryan Strome defender. Name one. I miss name, him. Name one. Name Neil one Pionk. player
1: you're confident the Rangers Neil showcased.
0: Pionk. Neil Pionk.
1: I don't think they were showcasing him. I think... I think they legitimately thought Neil Piank could be a piece for this team moving forward and then were presented with a trade that they liked.
0: I, I believe Neil Piank was being showcased. Yes. I, I could not disagree more. That's that's good. That's what podcasting is about. Uh, this is from David. Per Merrick, which we still have to have on the show, uh, the NHL All-Star game will be have fan voting this year. How do we get Libra Hayek to the All-Star game? We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> I, honestly,
1: I, I, I'm, I'm the wrong audience for this. I just don't care. Like, I, uh, yeah, I I'm care. I'm yet to be presented with a reason to give a shit about the NHL All-Star game. Oh,
0: I don't care about the NHL All-Star game. I do care about Labor Hayek getting there. <laughs> um, This is for Brett Lee. Please discuss England being the Leafs of international soccer. I don't that's think not, I need to. No, kind of No, that's
1: not fair. England every now and then gets further into the into the
0: yeah they got to the first round yeah so no 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 (laughs)
1: not not fair when when the Leafs make an Eastern Conference final like England made the Euro final England made the round of uh the knockout round the the quarterfinals of the World Cup England's England goes far and then disappoints England is more like the uh Los Angeles Dodgers than they are the Toronto Maple Leafs.
0: All the talent in the world just can't get there all the Can't way. get there, except unless there was a pandemic
1: that allowed them to win some Correct. tomfoolery season. Correct.
0: Poor Harry Kane, got to tell you. That was rough. Mm. That
1: second one. Couldn't, couldn't, ha- couldn't happen to a better guy. Sent it to the queen.
0: All right, uh, let's get to our our guests. We're going to go watch the game, come back with our friend Jeff, and we'll talk about Devils Rangers. So uh, we'll transition there. Transition. And we're back. All right. Uh, we also have our friend Jeff, who has been—I don't know, Jeff—you've been on the show seven years now. As our Devil's correspondent, is that correct? Yeah, the one and only. I think that's—I think you're—you're you're the only. We've never had another Devil analyst on. Thank God, uh, because that would be bad. Just be honest. Well, if, uh, we
1: had—we had Keith on. Does that count?
0: no 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 because he was a ranger fan at least
1: <laughs>
0: absolutely Enough, at least. people came to
2: hear about this game so let's, let's fine get on. okay thank thank you host no i appreciate problem. it
0: uh keith was a ranger fan my apologies it's over now um now that we've got that out of the way uh rangers complete a comeback jeff let's start from the beginning uh truba gets pantsed in one way after he's like kind of bails out Goodrow, but it's a bad look because he's been the 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 uh, I don't know. Whipping, Whipping boy, boy is what I said earlier. Yeah. I said earlier Whipping in boy. this all year for the New York Rangers fans. My whole timeline was Jacob Truba. I kind of felt like the Rangers were going to fight back in into this game. But where were you at when it was just like two nothing right away? Similar to last time when the Rangers and the Devils played. Rangers go up two nothing. Devils fight back and just win immediately. Where was your head? Uh, I wanted 10
2: at that point. I think <laughs> what was it was like, not even 10 minutes into the game. And it was four minutes. Yeah. Uh, so not even five minutes into the game. So like it was, um, yeah, I just want him to keep going. I want the Devils to stay, stay in your throats. And unfortunately, like we've had in recent games, a little bit of mental lapses towards the end of a period, and you know, let you guys hang for for quite a bit. But I was feeling very good, uh, and it it didn't last. Really?
0: No, it didn't. And uh, I, I before we recorded this, Greg, we said the game would end four three. We just didn't know which way. Which, oh no! Hold
1: know. on. I said I said four two. I, I, I'm i I'm a man of integrity Got it. and there's also audio evidence uh, before this. Um, literally I, 10 I, minutes ago. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I said 4-2 and I, I honestly felt really good that it was going to be a 4-2 game, but Hefe, uh, this is kind of two rough losses in a row now for the Devils. Is the shine wearing off the station wagon a little bit?
2: Uh, I think this is kind of the level of play. Tonight's game was way better than against the Islanders the other night. I think over the last like two weeks ever since they kind of broke the streak uh, that they were on. I think there was a lot of uh, high vibes and a little more uh, momentum behind the team in terms of like willing themselves uh, to some of these wins. Uh, the effort has not been there uh, for a full 60 the the past few weeks. Uh, the Islanders game was a, a complete Yeah, that was mess. a 6-4, right? 6-4. We pulled the goalie for the last seven minutes. Uh, Jack Eyes, Jack Hughes had uh six minutes ice time. I oh might call God. him Jack Eyes, uh, from now on. Uh, Miles Wood ran into a freight train and was out the rest of the game, so our lines were all flipped. Uh, I don't know, just really poor mental effort as well. Gave up a lot of uh opportunities, and the Islanders took advantage of them. S- kind of similar to the chances that they gave up uh to the Rangers. I think the first few goals, um, you know, came off some odd man rushes. You got a good connection on a stretch pass uh, from VZ. Uh, the catchers is on a breakaway, and I think it's just, you know, getting caught out of place, getting caught in the change, and those small differences that make or break a game, as you guys know. Um, and it's tough to win in this league. So, yeah, not not the best effort. Definitely not the highs that they've had, but it's um, still got a point And, you know, two games in the garden, and we get three points out of it. I can't be too mad about it.
0: No, not at all. And especially where you are in the standings, and I went to overtime. I thought the third period played like, but both teams didn't really. I don't want to say they didn't want to win, but both teams were playing super hesitant. Um, no, no real high danger shots. There was that one two on one where, where Schneider was kind of left out, and uh, Igor makes the save. And outside of that, it was like okay. I thought I expected kind of a high event third period. Got to the overtime, which the Rangers seemingly. Like I can't believe you cannot skipped stop to the third doing. period
2: already. And no, okay.
0: we'll, 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 we got a lot to talk about. Let's <laughs> right. just get to it. So. Uh, first of all, Jack Hughes, what a fucking dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. It's so annoying when he goes backhand like that. It's just silky smooth, dude, the whole way down. because the Rangers get back in the game, one goal. It's like, okay, we're fighting back. Uh, Chris Kreider's finally, well, Chris Kreider's by sneakily on pace for forty goals, by the way. That's shocking. Uh, will he get there? I don't know. He's only been over thirty-one time. But gets back in the game. And then use what I thought was, at the time, the dagger, uh, just Lafreniere doesn't play in the neutral zone, kind of uh, misses out. There was like a uh, Miller kind of misses the assignment as well. It depends on who you ask and depends on who your, your opinions in hockey are. And then all of a sudden, uh, Jack Hughes does uh, one of the sickest moves I've seen all year. Was that Has he had a better goal this year?
2: Uh, I think one of the hat trick goals uh, uh, or the setup against Chicago Um, on one of the first goals where he's just like kind of skating around everybody, but I guess he didn't have a goal on that. Um, but he's,
0: that was an assist, right? Yeah.
2: Uh, to Hamilton or something. Um, but he's got, uh, quite a few highlight goals this year, but the second that Brat took the puck in our own end and I saw him kind of winding up, you knew that somebody else was going to be on the other end. Um, I've seen it happen many times this year and it was Jack and he finishes it. But then we seem like we have the momentum. We seem like it's a dagger, like you said. And then even more so, we get another chance, gets pulled down on a penalty shot. And honestly, I'd, I'd prefer to decline the penalty shot and take the power play in that situation. <laughs> the Devils have not <laughs> had think, a single... I think you're right. The Devils haven't gone to a shootout all season. I've never seen Jack in a shootout type situ- situation. Um, I definitely like our chances better on a power play and specifically to just have the advantage for another two minutes and just keep you guys out of this game. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll be honest with you, Jeff. Anytime a penalty shot is called against Igor Shostakhin, I think to myself, dope. That's two minutes. I don't have to worry about the Rangers possibly giving up a bullshit goal that Shostakhin gets screened on. I will gladly take every penalty shot instead of a power play any day of the week with Igor in that.
2: No. And listen, I have all the faith in Jack that he's going to make a move. He, he totally should have been way more aggressive. I hate this little, you know, I guess Panarin did it the other day, too, where he just kind of lost stick handling, a lot of footwork. Um, I wish he would be more aggressive, especially in the situation where he just kind of clowned him um, on the last breakaway. Um, and in general, it's just the, the risk reward. If you guys kill the penalty, obviously you get some momentum off of that. Uh, but it's not nearly as much as Igor stopping uh, a Jack in a one time you know, Once he stopped it, were you were you like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, shit. and then, <laughs> Cause I, uh, I don't know what your guys' opinion on that uh, interference penalty was. I've assumed a lot of devil's face. It was weak. Uh, just weak. compared to the other stuff that they were calling, um, I didn't see a whole lot there. And if anything, it was kind of a mutual uh, coming together of the two of them. Uh, but either way, we got to kill that penalty. You guys were saw you tweet about it, how you were in the middle of uh, you used the full two minutes the last time.
0: We yeah we always use the full two. We either use like between one forty eight to two minutes minutes it, power you're actually good at it, you score a
2: goal. You don't need any minutes. But um did not score. You well, know, you did the second time. So we got to take care of business right. there. And then I don't know what the heck happened off the face off, and you guys just ate our lunch and put it in the net and then
1: what what happened off the face-off you <laughs> met the children <laughs> jeff that's what happened off the face-off. i don't know
2: <laughs> the <laughs> kid line that's, back together i mean this Some... is a, a gripe i gotta have with rough because i don't know why he's putting that line out there i think i saw hughes out there i saw boquist out there i don't know why they're starting after giving up a goal it should be a much tougher matchup from uh what we're trying to generate it feels like
1: yeah i don't well, know i mean you just yeah the children got released for recess and you just had to deal the brunt of it it was like Kids getting that extra piece of candy on Halloween. And all of a sudden, I saw that it was the fastest the Rangers have ever scored two goals to tie a game since the Devils were the Colorado Rockies. Ooh. I don't think Todd Helton was playing on those guys.
0: <laughs> well, the kid line, Greg, just to talk about that for a moment, because it, it'll, is it the break in case of emergency situation? Because it used to be put Panarin with Mika, right? And then, which it also happened. Uh, so it's like put Panarin with Mika, I guess put Goodrow up there to be a decoy. Or whatever he's doing. No, no, uh, hold, on,
1: uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know the Rangers won this game, but shut the fuck up about decoy shit here for a second, all right? Just a, jerk it's an idiot. Like, I, I don't know, sometimes we're just, yeah, just because it worked doesn't mean it was the right solution. Like, I'm sure if I push numbers in I've read the studies, computer, Greg,
0: it's always the two good players and <laughs> one bad player, that's the way coaches do things. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's literally two steps forward. He lives his life two steps forward, one step back. Like, I, I, I if your, if your goal, if your purpose in life is like, shit, I have to generate goals. All right, fine. I'm going to put the kids together, that shit, and then I'm going to put Meek and Panarin. But fuck, who am I going to put next to Meek and Panarin? Who else can score? I fucking know. Barclay, Goodrow. Like sometimes, it's it's so annoying after games like this because the haters are going to be like, oh, shut the fuck up. They've won four in a row. I've never in my entire life shut have seen up. a less oh. inspired four-game win streak. <laughs> Like not a one, not a one.
0: Well, it's not. It hasn't been dominant in any sense whatsoever. No, they uh, could have lost
1: three of these games. <laughs>
0: there was not a. What's that chart that a uh, couple of our favorite Twitter people put out? It's like times led. It's like well, the Rangers didn't lead any of these games really, with the exception of like one third period.
1: Well, and the, uh, the Rangers, the Rangers are like, uh, they're 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 kind of like the kind of more successful Denver Broncos. Where if the Broncos had just scored eighteen points, they'd be something like. Ten and two this so well, I, far
0: this year. Well, I'm not. again I'm getting back to it. I'm not letting this get me down tonight because boy, that was much much needed. But the the breaking case of glass thing, the kid line, all of a sudden, like it's back. It every every time it's been on the ice all year and last year, which was just the playoffs, by the way, it's been good. How do they break it up at this point?
1: How do they break it up? Because they're idiots. <laughs> well, okay, like, well, well I, I guess answer my question. <laughs> are you asking why would they break it up? Also, yes, because they're why? idiots. Like okay, I, shit. I don't. I don't know. Like. Jeff, from where you sit, you're you're a neutral party in this, in which you could say whatever you want. You're a Devils fan, and you, you, it, it it's no water off your back. Like, why would the Rangers break up these kids? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. Maybe you do.
2: So I think you need to just look around the league, like look at other teams. It's okay if these lines are more dynamic and they're not as consistent. You guys have such high end talent. In your forwards and once the kids get better they're gonna be jumping up into that elite group um i don't think it's a problem to constantly kind of juggle stuff around but like i i wouldn't be so beholden to be like oh this line has to stay together it has to it cannot be broken up because every time you do it it's good all right good they're playing great together you switch them up put them on a different line try and get those guys going and then when that doesn't work, you have this to fall back on as kind of a safety net. I don't think it's as much a break in case of emergency as much as it is, okay, let's simplify the game. Let's put the kids who know like what they're doing with each other. Um, and I don't know, it just gives you more options. If this is the only thing it can be, what happens when that doesn't work? What are you doing in that situation?
0: I guess in that situation, it's like, well, this is what, Gallant's kind of been in a blender mode all season. That's what he's been doing. There hasn't been... Can, when the when the losing streak was happening and everything was going to hell, and seven days ago we were all like, I think Jar Glant's getting fired this week, All he, and the only way he can't get fired is if he wins every <laughs> game from now on, and they've won <laughs> four in a row. The, a lot of the complaints were, hey, uh, there's not a lot of consistency in the lines. The players are still trying to figure it out. Everything's getting shifted, very similar to David Quinn, but Quinn would put things in a blender in-game, whereas game-to-game... Gallant changes everything up and I, I just think the consistency hasn't been there, but fuck we have won four in a row. So I guess it's working.
2: It's kind of one of those winning heels, everything type situation where, um, you know, and kind of justifies the means, but I don't have a better yes, answer for like, you on what, what he should do. It's
0: doing. like, I guess I guess we're winning. But this is, Greg, and I tweeted this at the end of the game. It kind of like, is this, are we kind of reverting back to what the Rangers were last year? A team that is just getting outplayed every single game and yet finding a way in the last second, clawing and scratching across the finish line to win.
1: Well, it just, it, to Jeff's point, I, I understand the logic of, all right, trying things on the fly, trying different different stuff working on different combination and it's fine having your base settings that you can always revert back to if things get hairy. And I, I I'm I'm with you, Jeff. I'm with you 80% of the way. And I'd be with you 100 percent of the way if Vitaly Kraftsoff was in the lineup. Because if you wanna if you want to just throw shit against the wall when shit hits the fan and try different things and have high upside offensively gifted forwards playing with different combinations, I'm all for that. The problem is when you keep Kravtsov out of the lineup, you eventually have to find homes for Barkley, Goodrow, Jimmy Vc, and Sammy Blay, and it's not going to be on the same line. So you're almost anchoring three different lines down because you're just playing – you're keeping a superior player in the press box, and it doesn't make, it doesn't I, make any goddamn I sense. I
2: find it hard to believe that it's so definitive that he's a superior player. I think – Ah, uh, you haven't you haven't seen Sammy Blaver very. Right yeah, Sammy play's been rough, man. It's I know, tough, but man. we've seen time and time again these coaches and these organizations they value these you know great and grind, hard players. working. I yeah. know uh, we can put just in a just, 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 say say just say bad. Just say bad. Just say bad type guys. Um, <laughs> just say bad, and that's just how it goes because they. I mean, I don't know. I've I've been seeing it happen with Holtz this year. Where they kept him out of the lineup as long as humanly possible until there was enough injuries where they had no choice, um, and still somehow he's getting time over Andreas Johnson. Uh, I think. I, I mean, I don't. I guess you're going to have to have an injury to to get him into the lineup. But I don't. Uh,
0: well, we had injuries, and
2: we literally <laughs> cut a guy. <laughs> it', doesn't, it doesn't an injury to go on you know some but, unfortunate accident but, we're, we're, or something
0: well we'll see I, I we spent some time in the uh in the opening of this show talking about how the seat was still warm and boy it's getting colder by the minute now um uh, there is a long period of, of really tough teams coming up uh till about January 3rd I think we're playing uh five to or seven playoff teams in that time but who uh I can you see, Greg, can you see a situation where he gets fired this week?
1: No. Uh, well, you know, tonight was the chance. The Mets hadn't announced the signing. The Yankees haven't announced the signing. The Knicks are off. The football team reactions were already in the bag. Backpage was sitting right there. And he gets off to that. The Rangers get off to that just terrible immediate start to the game where they're quickly down 2 nothing against a in division, almost in area rival with the Devils. You can see the writing on the wall being laid. And frankly, I think Gallant knows the seat's still hot because like you said, Ryan, if this game happened two weeks ago, does Gallant bring out the line mixer? No, he, he goes down with the ship to the stubborn end. Like I, I couldn't see a scenario in which he would have dumped the lines, all the lines, not just the forward lines, but the defensive pairings on their goddamn head like he did so quickly tonight. So he's still feeling at least some pressure, but it's what I it's what I said before. I think the seat is cool, but my confidence is not increased. Like I, I think that's those are two different questions we're asking. I I think you win four games in a row, you buy yourself some time. But am I more confident in Gerard Galant today than I was going into the St. Louis Blues game last Monday? Absolutely not. Same level of co- he's still the same guy. The the things that are happening are are almost in spite of Gerard Gallant and not because of Gerard Gallant. It
0: all started with him being a spiteful bitch. (laughs) Let's be honest. Him putting Lafreniere and Kako with Mika in that game versus St. Louis Blues was him thinking, I'm getting in the cab tonight. That's it. It's over. And because of that, now the Rangers are on a four-game winning streak. Congratulations. It worked.
1: The funny thing is that line has not worked since then.
0: (laughs) No, it has not. (laughs) It's not. It's only worked like one time uh, Uh, in that second game.
1: Jeff, from where you sit, what it is. I mean, we talk about hockey just about every day. Um, But has your opinion of the Rangers changed from one Monday when I was texting you about possibly a coach being fired to this Monday, us talking after the Rangers completed a comeback and win in overtime against New Jersey Devils? You're
2: saying this like I wasn't at the Blackhawks game with you, where <laughs> it was honestly one of the more boring hockey games in general that I've ever uh, ever attended. Um, I think kind of what you're seeing is, is probably a bit of the team's response as well to those rumors. I don't think they really – I mean, maybe they don't even care if golan has gone. I don't know what your read of the room is. Um But I don't think they want to lose. I I don't think they want to have, you know, oh, we got a coach fired um, on their resume. I think that the effort that they put out in that Blackhawks game, and the Blackhawks are a god awful team. Let me just highlight that for you. That should definitely be a fireable offense, especially the way uh, that they lost to both the Islanders and the Devils um, after that game. Um, I think what you're seeing is the team's response um, to that. They've looked, the effort has been there. Um, I don't think they really had the better of the chances um, or the puck possession tonight. Um, but you put the chances in when they count. You capitalize on your power play. Um, and in general, just the effort and will to win uh, was definitely there tonight versus where it was, you know, last Saturday. Um,
0: well, you saw you talk about the Devils, uh, that Blackhawks game a little more like you were there in person. Was there any life whatsoever in that team, comparatively to what you saw tonight? Uh, for the Devils? No. Oh, no. For the Rangers? Oh, um,
2: <laughs> no. There was no life in that team on on that Saturday uh, versus the Blackhawks, but and and they seemed to have more of it tonight. They definitely had a few more shifts, um, where they were you know owning the zone. I think the the kid line probably towards the end of the first period really shifted things back um or maybe it wasn't the full line of them yet at that point um but up until that first rangers goal um but i don't know it's you're a good hockey team i, I know you're kind of shitting on it um because you don't have as much depth or or that's really kind of showing itself more this season than it did last season uh for various reasons but don't act like you don't have you know all star you know, um, trophy we winning talent. Yeah, we know. Um, so you know, you're 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 dangerous out every night. Um, and I I know you kind of got have to go with the ebbs and flows of the game, game to game, and the losses really fucking suck. Um, well, the the losses were
0: pathetic. It was totally it's a, <sighs> sucking is one thing, Jeff. It was it was lifeless. Oh, well, listen, you're four, talking to... You games. act like I haven't
2: been a Devils fan in the past few years. I know what lifeless no Bobby no Lynch. I know like we've been friends the whole time against the Blackhawks <laughs> I, I was there um I recognize it um but I don't think that's the team that you guys are I, I wish that you were um but also most of me wishes that you were competent and make the playoffs because that's really where I want the devils to beat you I could care less about this that, Monday night that first in, round matchup uh, is gonna December. be unbelievable. I, <laughs> listen whenever it happens I just hope it does because it would be fr- fucking awesome uh as long it as it's awesome. not
1: on a night that Kodai Sank is pitching, <laughs> then we can talk about it later. Uh, Jeff, let, let, let's dig a little bit more into this game that we watched tonight. Do you feel the one point the New Jersey Devils got tonight was deserved? Do you think they deserved the full two? Do you think you were fortunate to get to OT? Where, where do you stand on how this game played out? Yes, you got the 2 nothing lead, but from that point onward, do you think the Devils were the team that deserved the full marks in this
2: game? I think that they deserve the one point they got. Um, I can't argue that they deserve to get two because I thought that the lapses that led to some of the goals um, were very poor. Uh, they deserve to be punished for them. Um, VTech, I don't I think he was kind of a non-factor. I don't really think he was tested a whole lot or really had to come up with a ton of great saves. Uh, he was pretty scrambly at times, so I don't. I don't really think that You know, he should have bailed us out in one part or another. Um, And I think in the third period, I think they had a lot of good opportunities coming into the zone. And most of the shots came from the outside. And I think they really needed to skate a little harder, put a little more effort to get more of a high danger chance uh, to really put the game away. And I think at the end, they were kind of happy with the point. Um, I think you see teams do that often on the road uh, where they're just happy to come out of there with something. Um, and then overtime is is overtime. I really kind of don't count. Some people, especially, don't count shootout um, points. But you know, three on three is going to be three on three. I think you know, in the playoffs, we'd be you know holding our own five on five.
1: Uh, it got, Me, I don't count shootouts.
2: Yeah, I no, don't count but, shootouts but, at all. They're fun an sometimes. Loss. Are you are you kind of looking at that as the same as a regulation loss?
0: I wish I wish we did the 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 soccer. No, just system. your opinion three, of the one.
2: teams like. I know you don't get the point at the end okay. of the day, but I, I do get
1: annoyed with an overtime loss because the, like, if you're talking about the Rangers are a team almost specifically built for three-on-three hockey where you can get Mika and Kreider, you can get Heedle and Kako, you can get Lafreniere and Trocek, you can get Fox, you can get Miller. I know he stinks this year, but you can get Truba. Like, the Rangers have enough intriguing three-on-three combinations Where I don't feel like they should be in a position where they ever feel truly the weaker team in terms of three on three hockey. So, yes, with overtime losses, I do get annoyed. Where, like, some disrespect intended, but if the Rangers give up a goal to, you know, Mercer, Heischer, and Severson, I'd be annoyed.
0: Well, you can learn a lot from overtime hockey. And I think I learned a couple things tonight in overtime, which was, Greg, usually we've been following this team forever, as you know. Uh, and usually, Gallant doesn't put out the kids at all, or Miller. Like, Miller never sees overtime ice time. Heedle would never see overtime ice time. But because Truba had his, um, pooped his pants in the first four minutes of the game, and I, I think because he saw that Heedle was able to provide, or has become this, Next level player this this season, comparatively to the uh, to what he was last year. He got the chance to be out there with Panarin tonight in overtime, and it just shows like, okay, maybe we have a little more confidence because I think you and I beat our heads against the wall. It's like, hey, sometimes they send out VC and Goodrow or, and some others in, in overtime where it's like, hey, you have top level talent sitting on the bench three v three. If they can't play three v three where their skill can shine, they can't play anywhere. And this is the first time I think we've seen that.
1: Well, we're we're seeing I. There, We do need to give some credit where credit is due. Like We're seeing Kako more on penalty kills. And it's, it's truly a position that makes a whole lot of sense because Kako is just this vacuum when it comes to puck possession and puck control. Where most guys clear the puck down the ice, Kako sees it as an invitation to do some skating and do some puck possession and eat even more seconds off the clock. So he is utilizing the kids a little bit more around the edges. He's not afraid to use them more at 5v5 simply because they just, I mean, for lack of a better term, they've been the best three players at even strength. So, like, I, I, I can't believe I have to be like, we have to give credit that Gallant is leaning on the players playing well, but, like, the bar's so low that we have to give them credit for playing the guys that are playing well. It just so happens that the guy, on a night like tonight specifically, the guys who played the best were the three kids in Trocek. And they got the most
0: time. They did, uh, and they deserved it. It's like it's like the first time I felt this year. It's been like a meritocracy because I thought the I thought the promotion that I mentioned earlier with Lafner and to that front that first line was out of spite. And this was the first time I was like, okay, I'm giving you confidence. So to answer your question, Jeff, I think OT losses, like yeah, sometimes they're whatever, but I do think you can learn a lot about your team and what your coach is literally thinking about some players in OT. Does if that makes sense?
2: Uh, that's fair. I just meant like, yeah, As you answered my question. But in terms of like an evaluation of, you know, whether the team played well or not, it's like when it's not it's so far removed from and especially the way they play. I know the Devils did it mostly where, you know, you're holding the puck for so long. It's not the real offense. It's not the real structure. You're not playing, you know, five guys. Um, I I maybe you would feel different if you were on the other side. But it, that goal going in, whatever, you know, more credit to You, you took the shot off the rush. VTech missed it and, you know, call it a night. We, we got a point. We're out of there. Yeah, it's listen, you get the talk. You're in you first, know, but for range, but for yeah. that's what it is. And and for
0: Ranger fans, pure elation. Just like absolutely. Oh, yeah. you, you want <laughs> it in <laughs> the <laughs> arena, that's
2: for sure. Absolutely.
0: Dude, they were so quiet and rightfully so again uh, after the start. That we had, and then I thought MSG from the second period on was just uh, bonkers. In, in a way, it hasn't. It all started
2: with that well, the Hughes goal got everybody, I think, going a little bit. Then we had the penalty shot. Then you missed that. Then you guys get two goals in seven seconds apart, and it's just. And also, the play was so sloppy towards the end of that period. It was absolute. Madness. I couldn't believe some of the chances that the Devils were taking on one of their power plays. They were acting like we needed to like move the puck into the zone as soon as possible, as if we didn't have an extra guy out there. I couldn't understand why they were scrambling so much.
0: I just thought the nerves got to both teams, especially even in the third period, where you just very tentative play, like no one wants to mess it up. No one's, no one's taking the extra the extra move yeah, um, it, which was the to the credit of the crowd by the way i think they they're the people that did that
2: it
1: did feel like a movable object meeting a stoppable force where two teams are simply playing not to lose they don't want to they don't want to make the mistake that could cost the game so they're not going to take the chance and it makes for just some ho hum hockey and i i don't know i i it, sometimes when two teams are being overly cautious it, it, it results in one team making a huge mistake by simply trying to avoid it but tonight, it was simply two teams that almost made a handshake agreement. Like, you know what would be cool if we both got a point out of this? Wouldn't that be great?
2: Yeah, yeah, wouldn't that be so it, nice? It feels just like no team ever really got into that much of a rhythm. If you look at all the goals, what, the Devils scored one right off the faceoff, one off the breakaway. You guys had one off the breakaway, one on the power play, uh, another one off a break, like kind of a half break away off the original faceoff. None of these were really scored in the, the normal, um, you know, kind of cycling or process of play. I mean, maybe the maybe the huge goal off the, you know, possession. But everything was kind of off a faceoff, off of something else. It was just a little strange.
1: Yeah, there there weren't a lot of long periods of controlled possession in the offensive zone where, like, one opposing team sees their guys stuck out there for a minute forty plus and they can't seemingly get off the ice. We were kind of missing that tonight. I don't know. It was just it's just a weird game, but honestly I think if the Rangers had been playing so many games where they suffocate a team in their own end and then the Rangers don't score and they get like scored against and it breaks their spirit. So I, I I don't know. I'm not saying this is a better way for the Rangers to play. Obviously you want the puck more. Obviously you want the puck in Deep. Obviously you want controlled offensive possession more than you have to worry about playing defense, but like I don't know. This is the weirdest Ranger team I've ever seen in my entire life. And I some nights I just bury my head in four hundred and twenty million dollars worth of baseball news and forget about the world.
0: I think you're okay. <laughs> um I think that's all I listen, good game, seriously tough. I uh I hope we both make the playoffs when, and I hope we meet each other When do we see that... you
2: guys again? When is the next? I don't think it's well, for That a was while. the last MSG. Let's, let's is, switch about the yeah, schedule for a season. second here.
1: Yeah, it's December twelfth. It, it, we're at the thirty game mark of the season, and the Devils are done coming to MSG. That's just ridiculous. What are we doing? Who makes the schedule? Oh,
0: January. We go. Yeah. Uh, we see. Yeah, we see you January seventh, um, and then we see you March thirtieth. So it's just so dumb. Who ma- We'll who- go to that March thirtieth game. What is that? I'll see.
1: It's on March 30th, it's a if Thursday. you want to know
0: when it is. Uh, I, I just didn't know which. Yes. Uh, it's a Thursday?
1: Oh, I bet. I, I have a weird... Hold on. Hold on. I'll do it. I'll do it while we're here. I'll, I'll ruin the <laughs> dreams. Opening <Okay>. day,
0: 2023.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, March 30th. Uh, opening okay. day is March 30th. No, I am All not right. going to that game.
0: All right, Jeff. I'll, I'll text you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wonderful. That'd be... Wonderful. Kind of That'd be well, cute. Maybe,
1: maybe I can do Mets in the morning, one o'clock game, and then scoot on over wow. to the Rock at night.
0: Wow. Okay. This is interesting. Yeah. I can now start my day
1: with Ver- Who do you think starts opening day? Scherzer Jesus or Verlander? Scherzer. Verlander.
0: Scherzer. Verlander, yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's not close. <laughs> I think it's going to be Scherzer. I- I really? Think it-
1: yeah, he's been there a year.
0: No, new shine.
2: Verlander. Yeah, but I go. think
1: I think you got to motivate. And this is
2: very much Ryan <laughs> for just continuing the conversation.
1: <laughs> Ryan made the mistake of you know there's a hockey game on March 30th. Oh, why does that ding <laughs> ring a bell to me? I think I have.
2: Oh, uh, so we fell for game. it. That's super
0: funny, Jeff. Jeff thank, thank you, you so much for me. for coming on, man. I really I appreciate it. Um, and uh, great team this year. I, I boy, let's me ridiculous. In the how playoffs. about so? Have,
2: want how Rangers about this Devils Jeff? playoff series? me too it's so good for the sport too
1: final question for me tonight what's the big swing the devils make at the trade deadline
2: oh yeah that's fun um honestly i don't think they're gonna make a huge one i really believe fitzgerald when he says that he's not interested in rentals um i think the team is in a position asset and cap wise that they don't need to take the big swing and go all in for this year i think if anything, it should be for a goalie. Um, even though Vtech's playing great, Blackwood maybe is back, although... Keith's available, uh, by the way. probably to shoot him for. into the sun. Not Keith, uh, Blackwood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really thought he was going to get that start against you guys when you were playing Boston. That seemed like it was lining up for it, and it never happened. Anyway. yeah, um, right. Awesome. Yeah, I don't think they're going for a big move. I think hopefully getting Pilat back from injury will be enough of a spark uh midway through the season. But I think they're gonna reevaluate, you know, once they get closer to the deadline. Uh bigger fish to fry in terms of getting a brat contract done. I would be much happier if that happened and they traded for nobody. Feels like they're gonna wait till the offseason for Brat. Um that's good for them. I want it as soon as possible. So <laughs>
0: You should. Um, he's your second best player. Hey, that's you know, that's shit on Nico, so. and I will
2: not stand for it. You think Nico's better than Brett? Uh, no, you around, know what? Let's say.
1: It right say right let's say, yeah. uh, You know what? You hear that? Yes, Brad Brett, you are the third best <laughs> player in the eyes of Devils fans. <laughs> I think you should get the fuck out of Jersey. They don't appreciate you. You got two Ranger fans. here saying you're better than this bum. <laughs> he and we, this guy's just throwing shade. We can't afford Ryan. you,
0: but Anaheim they would love to have you. So
1: <laughs> I I think you need to take this as a sign to leave. They don't want you, you there. They
0: you need to play with there. a guy like Ryan Strom. He'll really <laughs> love you. A of I said I
2: want to pay him more <laughs> than both of them. That's what you the uh, uh, Yeah, That's not hard to do. That's, now that's you're you just,
1: you just <laughs> calling him a bougie whore.
2: Now, yeah. Shit together over there. <laughs> all right, man. We
0: got to get out of here. we love you. We'll talk, we'll talk to you guys later. You can follow me on Twitter or right? I need mean, You to follow Greg at Busherspray. You can, you, you can text <laughs> Jeff to get his cell phone number. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Love you. Bye. All right. It's the end of the show. So I want to thank all the NHL Insiders Club members for being part of the Offer Sheet Club, the Insider's Chat, where we chat chat all day about the New York Rangers. Probably one of the, my favorite parts of the day when I'm having a long-ass day, to be honest with you. And last week, I somehow missed Lou Giordano and his birthday, so happy late birthday, Lou. So my apologies on that. Uh, I think there was a, a, a flub that happened with Patreon or something like that, so my bad. But, without further ado, I'm going to read the entire name, including Lou again. Adam Cassidy, Adam Adam Cohen, Adam Curtulo, Adam Linder, Adam Keech, Alex Flynn, Alex Gardner, Anthony Terragata, Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Bill Rattel, Brendan Lacos, Brandon Magnum, Brett, Gr- Brett Granger, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doyle, Brian Gallagher, Brian Mallon, Chris Finelli, Chris Howard, CJ Stellwick, and Pat Conroy. P. Damage, Daniel Dezen, uh, David Naridan, David Siegel, Dennis Deitz, Darian, Eric Stagg, G- Garrett Renus, Give Gardner Cup, Garrett Greg, McFly, Harrison Haskell, Hippodonia, Ian Rodriguez, Ian Usher, Jake, James Masker, Jerry Marquez, JD, John Jacques, Jean Francois, Jean Jean, Jean, Jean Jimmy Mack, John Hardesty, John Shea, Johnny Thundercock, Jordan, Josh Catch the Bomb, Justin Freeman, Christopher Florida, Christoph Berg, Lazic Gronowski. Libor's Kayak, hell yeah, dude. I have to tell you. Uh them messing that up is one of my favorite moments of all time on The Athletic. It's awesome. Uh, I, Dom said he was in on the bit. I believe him. Lou Giordano, happy birthday to you a week late. Matthew Goodwin, M- Matthew Kai, meet Paul the Cat, Mike Bucklaw, Nate Hanafi. I really, it's Hannafie? I, uh, Nate, you got to tell me. What am I doing wrong here, bud? Neil Grover, Nicholas Nicola, Pascal Perry, Eric Pavel Kojarev, Pro World 6 Gaming, Randy Tester, Ryan still hasn't watched Miracle. That's true. I did not watch it yesterday. Had a lot to do. Sean Taggart, Stigma Box, Swinegart, Tommy Wells, Tommy Sinclair, Tommy Hertz Jr., Tommy O'Neill, Tory from Manhattan, Upstate Van Vinny Hay, Wolf, Walter Thompson. Welcome, Walter Thompson. Will Specter, Winston, the Golden Retriever. Thank you so much, everybody, for supporting this show. Happy almost holidays to you. I hope you are getting ready for the season. I hope you are avoiding the snow. And I hope you are watching this New York Rangers team do what it does best play hockey in some fashion. <laughs> I'm delirious. It's been a long couple of weeks. I cannot wait for this, uh, holiday season to be here. I was serious about that nine game stretch earlier. I, I really think you're going to know who this team is by January 3rd. And if the Rangers can find a way to win five of those games in convincing fashion for good teams, I think you're back to where you, your expectations were before the season, which were high and rightfully so because the Rangers have a lot of high level talent and they're just not getting the most out of it right now. Um, so we'll stay tuned. I, I'm really gonna pay close attention to those to those dates because uh, that hurricane game I think could really be a deciding factor. So we'll see. We'll see that in up to 2023. Uh, obviously, that's how dates work, Ryan. You dummy. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be back later this week with BSBOT. We are recording after the Leafs game, um, so we'll have live reaction from that. So we'll see you then. Love you guys. Bye.